Welcome back to Susan Sessions, where we'll be taking you through all the black stories you might have missed this week. And this week, you are joined with your host, Ada, and today I have a guest host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, Sebi, uh, co-founder of uh, brand Lasolas. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. So what is Lasolas? Like, I know what it is, but yeah. like... Do you know what's funny? Tell the people. Um, our, our, our debut product was um, a spice rum, but we are hoping to be like more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to expand into uh, different products. So, you know, a white rum, definitely. Uh, things like glassware, cocktailware. Mm-hmm. But um, for now, we're a rum brand yeah. looking to expand. And how's it going? Uh, it's going It's going well. Uh, corona kind of messed up our scheduling a bit. Uh because we were looking to, so the amount of stock we had would have taken us to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then because everybody was at home, everybody was just like super ordered. <laughs> so like supercharged <laughs> us, um, which is a good and a bad thing. Uh, bad thing because obviously now we're sold out. And then obviously so, so, like some of our supply chain, um, they're having their own issues yeah. as well. Uh, so we're just having to navigate that and hopefully we'll be back for uh, um, before Christmas. But mm-hmm. it allows us, uh, to rebrand into what I was trying to say into yeah. more than just a rum brand. But that's definitely like a good problem to have. Mm. It's just like one of those when people are like, oh, I don't have, my purse isn't big enough for all my dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that sounds really good. I'm happy for you guys. I hope you expand more. I am more onto the white room and the dark room. So when you guys hit that out, mm. let me know and maybe I'll do shots on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, we're going to be talking about a 12-year-old boy that was suspended from school for no good reason, mm. Naomi Osaka using her platform to support Black Lives Matter, and much more. We'll start. A Colorado school suspended a 12-year-old black boy and called the police to his home after he waved a toy gun in a virtual class. So basically what happened was Isaiah Elliott, who was 12, I'll repeat that 12, was having a, it was in a virtual class like you do, and all he did was pick up his toy gun and move it from left to right, and the toy gun was neon green, and the teacher then emailed his parents, saying in the email that he had a toy gun, but still called the police to their house. Yeah. Madness. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Like, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, for me, I feel like, um, it's actually, it's funny, like, kids are always gonna be kids. I was thinking mm-hmm. about something I'd done um, the other day. I remember being in primary school, um, probably around nine or something like that. And I just had like, I think, I don't even know if I was arguing with anybody, but um, I just had an urge to pick up a chair. Yeah. And I pretended to throw it, but I wasn't ever going to throw it. Right. Yeah. But it was silly, but I was just basically being a kid. Yeah. And it just basically like made me um, think of this story. It's like, okay, the kid wasn't even playing with the toy gun. He literally moved it. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it, it it kind of goes into the fact that um, kids more so like need more teachers that can relate to them. Yeah. Because I feel like some teachers will use their bias to kind of come down a bit harsher mm-hmm. on certain kids. And um, it's, it's weird because I never used to think like that. I, I used to think teachers were like the best, holy than thou yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Obviously, well, probably not the best because some teachers I didn't like. But um, I, I just felt like, um, you know, they never got anything wrong in regards to like life and whatever. But as you grow up and now you see that um, some some teachers are teaching and uh, having kids and they have some unconscious bias, whether that be yeah. unconscious or conscious, they have that. And they're actually, um, you know, 
uh, may potentially ruining other children's, uh, you know, lives. Like even when you go into what's going on in England with the predicted grades, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Exactly. So it's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think like with what you were saying, like um, how you see teachers as holier than thou, I think only until you start seeing your friends become teachers, mm. then you're like, oh wait, no, teachers are really just anybody and everybody. Exactly, like exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, like literally through like growing up um, and then, you know, just understanding, oh, you're a teacher now, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's, okay, like, all right, yeah, you just get the, I, I don't know, whatever the qualifications is or whatever, mm. but it doesn't really mean that you're the best person. Exactly. And um, obviously as a kid, you always feel like, oh, the teacher's against me, the teacher's mm -hmm. against me. But, the, you know, whether it's like t two times out of 10, the two times out of 10 where a teacher was biased, they were biased and that, you know, that shouldn't really happen. Yeah, exactly. I think with this, what is like troubling me is that, so why did you call the police? Mm. You knew it was a toy gun and you still called the police after we've like, especially in the US, this could have gone Oh. so left, mm. you know it could have gone left. We've had incidents with like, who was that? There was that black boy in London that they, they a neighbor saw him playing with a toy gun a couple, month, a couple months ago. Okay. And then they called the police and they raided his house. Oh my he's God. A, he was also like 10 to 12 or something like yeah, that. And yeah. the pictures of him, that guy was small. Yeah, and yeah. it was a clear toy gun, it was bright blue. Yeah. And then the same thing is, you're in the US, Tamir Rice was also playing mm. with a toy gun and then look what happened. Mm. So I just don't understand why, what is the need to always run to the police? I, I think it's a culture thing. Um, it's definitely a culture thing and that's where there's a disconnect. Like, uh, like you know, some people just feel like, oh, police will sort it out. Oh, just call the police, the police will sort it out. Or the first like thing is, oh, let me just call the police. And it, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like, those are the people that save them, but like they know deep down that these people, the police um, in question, they don't really um, know how to, um, you know, uh, you know, speak or you know, communicate with black people effectively. So the fact that she's called them, yeah, I'm, I'm actually. When you actually think about that, that at that point there. Like, fair enough if you say the head teacher, oh, da 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 da, this may have happened, yeah. whatever. But calling the police, knowing what's going on in that climate, knowing how they deal with black people, yeah, that's really weird. But the thing is, like, so what was the police supposed to do? But, like, what is it that they were supposed to do? Mm. You saw some, you saw somebody with a toy gun, you acknowledged that it was a toy gun, and then you called the police to do what exactly? Yeah. Because you would have suspended that you could okay, I'm not, I don't agree with the suspension at all yeah. because he's 12 and are you really kind of trying to convince me that every 12 year old in that class is paying 100% attention the whole time after working, having school from home for like what, four months? But then, so suspend him, okay, whatever. That's the school's issue, but then calling the police is what? And the thing is, he's in his room. Like he's in his house and uh, unfortunately because of Corona or whatever, this is what's happened. So he's in the comfort of his, of his own house. He is 12 year old, he's 12 years old. Yeah. So he's going to, it, like when you're in your house, it's like when you're trying to work at home, you're always distracted and mm -hmm. this catches your eye and that catches your eye. So imagine being 12 and trying to learn at home. I was 12, I probably, I wasn't even learning in school. <laughs> like I was in school and I wasn't even learning like, so, you know, I'm flicking rubber bands, I'm exactly. doing all types of uh, nonsense. So just imagine me being at home with all my toys. I'm just gonna be like, 
you know, playing with blade blades at the camera. So <laughs> I'll be doing anything. Like I'll literally Definitely. be doing anything. So yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I I really know what to say about this. It's just like the need to run the police is unnecessary. We're lucky that it didn't escalate further because we've seen the police shoot up people's houses for absolutely no goddamn reason. So. Yeah, I think hopefully she learns from this, mm -hmm. but I don't know, maybe there's a training in place that needs to happen, but mm. I think we say this with everything and it just seems like they don't want to train these people. Every, like, day, is every day is training, training, training. Every, like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's true, every day is training, <laughs> but what more are we supposed mm. to do? But I get, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're just moving on to the next one, still kind of on the same train of thought, but it's more on the British side. Um, Britain's Got Talent. Um, Diversity did a Black Lives Matter performance, which sparked over almost 3,000 Ofcom complaints. Mm -hmm. I think I said this in last week's episode, uh, the Brits love Ofcom. Ofcom. Jesus. They love Ofcom. <laughs> and it's just like, for why? <laughs> for what? All I've learned from this is that the British public want black people to be jucking and jiving for them up and down, mm. up and down, but God forbid you say what's on your mind. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a it's a weird one um, because when I first saw the performance, um, okay, I'm not, I'm not the biggest diversity fan, but the first time, like the first two seconds, mm -hmm. I was just about to turn it off. But then I started to see the message. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, let me actually, um, you know, listen to this and understand what's going on. Then I thought, okay, cool. This is a really, really good message. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a great platform to, um, to, to, to portray this message. And, you know, the art was great. Um, I think it was just like, yeah, it was totally sick. But I knew as soon as I saw that <laughs> video, I knew the complaints are going to be ringing. And it's, it's weird because... I've, um, so before I was doing what, whatever I was doing now, um, I worked as a project uh, engineer on the Crossrail and mm -hmm. you work with a lot of uh, white working class Brits. Yeah. So you kind of understand the mentality. Right. The mentality is they feel like they are being forced to accommodate black people. Or right. being forced to accommodate their issues mm -hmm. they would rather not see it mm -hmm. and just pretend it, it doesn't exist so they can carry on with their life and they don't have to check their unconscious bias right so that's literally why you see all of these uh when that's why you see the complaints because they, they're uncomfortable you've put it on my face i'm drinking i have my cuppa in my hand you know <laughs> i've got my bangs and mash over there and you're telling me i have to see something about race and the first thing they will say when they see that is why is it always about race? Because they always say that. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I'm sorry. I don't even think I'm talking about it enough, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you're always talking about these Black Lives Matter yeah. issues. I was like, are we? It's, I don't it's, think it's, we are. It's, un it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable conversation. Um, and I understand. And on top of that, so you get the ones that are uncomfortable and they just don't want to hear about it. And they just don't know what to say. And it mm -hmm. frustrates them to even hear about it because, um, yeah, they just don't like to be told what to do. And then you get the other ones that think that black people are being put in front of them. Um, right. So, 
yeah, there's like a, a, a group of Brits that feel, oh, black people have been put in front of me and what about my problems and whatever, whatever. And what they need to understand is in, in England, especially, it's um, a class system. Yeah. Yeah. So there is racism and whatever, but you hating black people is not going to make, um, uh, you know, the prime minister make your position better. It's not gonna. Yeah. Make, it's not gonna. You, uh, you hating us isn't gonna. Uh, isn't gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. If we wasn't here, you would still be poor. <laughs> you, that, that, <laughs> it's just. It's just a fact. You, that is you, the you, truth. You, you would still be poor. So um, they, their hate is kind of misdirected. It's mm-hmm. misdirected um, towards black people because they feel like oh, we're getting the hands out or, right. or whatever, whatever. And then that's why. That's a, that's why another group of people don't want to see it when it's totally not that mm-hmm. they like rich. Tory MPs or whatever, I don't know if I can say that on air, but yeah, rich <laughs> MPs or whatever have always hated lower class, right? Regardless of race, yeah. So, but they just forget that, and they've made and they've made people think that it's a uh, it's a black people versus everybody else because when it's they not lack that. education. Yeah, they lack education, but then when you put the ed- education in front of them, they get it's uncomfortable. Oh, it. Nah, I don't. So it. it's like, what what are we supposed to do? at this point? I've stopped. I've just like. Uh, I'm not going to talk to these people. Mm. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my... You get so frustrated speaking to people like this and you're just like, you know what? You don't actually affect my everyday because mm-hmm. if I see, see you on the street, I probably will cross the road anyway. Mm-hmm. And if I go on a street that has too many England flags, I ain't walking <laughs> down that road anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sidestep it. And the way that you're pretending that I don't exist, I'm just going to pretend like you don't exist. It's so crazy <laughs> about the England flag because I used to <laughs> love that flag. I used to play football and like I used to buy every England shirt or whatever. But as I've grown up, that flag just looks racist. No, <laughs> it's so racist. <laughs> Like anytime you see it, it's like there's no World Cup on, yeah, and the Euros is on. So why is this flag on this? I remember that I went to a viewing once, mm. and I went to a viewing, and there was England flags all oh, down the street. Yeah. I just looked down. I was like, I'm never gonna view this house. Yeah. I'm just going straight back because th- there was no football on. I was like, there's absolutely no reason for these flags mm-hmm. to be out. I like it's not the same with the Union Jack. If it's yeah. the Union Jack, I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. Yes. That's fine. The Union Jack looks nice. So mm, like, But the England frag now is like, hmm. Yeah. All I can hear is get out my <laughs> yeah, country. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that's more of a, like a territorial thing. Right. Like, oh, this is us. We're here. Yeah, we've got the tattoos. We've got whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're not welcome. Uh, but yeah, the Union Jack <laughs> looks beautiful. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I, love, I love that one. Um, did you also see like the messages that Ashley Banjo was getting? No, see, with me, I try to um, not look at things like that yeah. because it affects my mood. Because, I, do you know what, is, <laughs> eh, eh, what? Sometimes I do fall for the trap, so I'll see like a certain um, newspaper post something and it's like, you know, uh, positive towards black people. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to the comments underneath, it's yeah. just atrocious. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, but I, I would, I, I, I know the comments he got. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to see. <laughs> I, I know the type of comments he got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause he put it, he put some on his Instagram, like he did it as a post. Mm-hmm. So that's how, cause I never really troll for the comments. Like, like mm. you said, if I, I see a tweet, that the BBC were doing, you know, in your head, you're just like, yeah. the racists are having a full uh, day yeah, with this one. Yeah. They're just like, getting like, stop pushing this agenda mm. in our faces and mm. all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, whatever. So I just ignored that. But he Instagrammed somebody saying, um, dear Anthony Joshua, dear Ashley Banjo, dear Lewis Hamilton, you're only here to entertain us. I saw that. Okay. And I was just I like, that one. Yeah. you know that what? One blew up. I need 
I just like, I want a black walkout. Mm. That's what I really want. I want like every black person in every industry to be like, I'm not working today. Mm. And then see where you people get. Mm. Mm. Because yeah. your football team won't be, your, your teams, your sports teams, you'll be nowhere in the Olympics. You'll be nowhere in the, in the Euros, any sports. Any sports. You'll be nowhere I, without I'm, us. I remember there was an issue maybe about two, maybe about three, four years ago where um, there were some England fan, fans frustrated with the amount of black players in the England national team. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at the amount of black pay- players in the England national team, um, most of them are the best players. Um, so if you took them out, you know, you'd be totally gone. And I, I remember somebody getting, uh, somebody having an interview and um, they asked, yeah, it's like, some of the best players are, are black. Um, uh, so what would you do? He's like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Like, he'd rather just have all white players. He'd rather <laughs> all, just lose. Yeah, rather just lose as long as, like, yeah, they're just all white and, yeah, he'd, he'd rather just do that, so. Like, how much energy does it take to have be so bitter in your heart? Yeah. I don't understand. Listen, it's like, You'd rather lose than, because, do you know what? They, they'd put white people on the team if they were good enough. Mm. So yeah, get it's, better. it's based on merit. Get Everything better. is based on merit. So, for example, when you look at the positions in the team, the, wh- whoever's the best player in that position will play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple as that. The number nine, the most prized position for England is a white person, yeah. Harry Kane. Simple as that. He's the best player for the job. That's why he plays. The best player on the left might be black or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And there's many other, you know, white players that play in the premiership or play all over the world that are, are from, um, you know, that are from England or whatever. But if they're not good, they're mm-hmm. not going to get in. Uh, they're not going to get in. And um, especially the current manager, he's been quite vocal when it comes to um, black issues and stuff like that. So um, he's 100% merit based, and he doesn't he he doesn't pander, but um, He's definitely aware yeah. uh, of, of of these things that happen. And again, if like uh, you know, even years ago, there was an article that uh, exposed the FA that they wanted more white players in the uh, in the <laughs> te- in the team and whatever. Uh, they, they exposed the FA on that. And yeah, ideally they would, but if they're not good enough, they're not getting in. Simple. I always think like with nationalists or racists, because there always seems to be a fine line. Um, with race. If you can, do you think you can be racist without being a nationalist? Mm. Or do you think you can be nationalist without being a racist? I or think you can be together? nationalist without being a racist. Right. I feel like you can be nationalist without being a racist. Um, but, but then again, no. I, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. But um, that so if somebody that's a nationalist, uh, I, I could get to their point of view quicker than I can get to a, a, a racist. A, a racist right. Do you know what I mean? Because he'll be saying something like, he'll be bringing up things about history and mm-hmm. their history and da 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 and whatever. And I'll be like, okay, for, you know, your country, fair enough. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Whereas a racist is just flat out. Because I always think like with the racist, if they're not nationalists, then why don't you just leave to somewhere where there's only white people? Yeah. Like Eastern Europe is there, it's, so it's why true. don't you just go there? But then- No, no, no. You know Brits here? Yeah. <laughs> they- <laughs> Hate East. Uh, it's they, the hate, truth. they hate Eastern <laughs> Europeans, yeah, more than they hate black people. Right. I promise you. Right. I've worked with a lot. <laughs> <hey>, they <laughs> But do you know what it is? Because th- their biggest thing is you're coming in and taking our jobs. 
that's their biggest saying. Like, <laughs> and the, and a lot of them work in construction, yeah. or they've worked in construction, or they're middle class or whatever. And when the Eastern European people came to this country, they were happy to do the same job at the same quality for less. Mm-hmm. And I was literally thinking about this the other day. Why do you hate Eastern Europeans when it's the company? The company could have said, oh, no, we want to keep our wages this, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter who comes in, we're going to pay them this. The company put their profits before you. And that's why they hired a Eastern European person to do yes. it cheaper. Yeah. So that's literally, I don't understand why they hate Eastern Europeans when mm-hmm. it's the company they work for Wait, chose. It's capitalism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, it's capitalism yeah, that yeah. they're fighting. Basically, basically. <laughs> and yeah, no, nah, they, trust me, I, like, yeah, they they definitely, um, I remember being with one of my friends who, who's white and um, he got, he got, he, he, he was driving Sorry, I wasn't with him, but he told me the story. He was driving and um, uh, so, uh, a, a white guy cut him up and um, called him a a slur to a Eastern European, but he's white. Right. Yeah. It, like, it, it, he just, he, in his head, couldn't fathom a British person driving maybe the <laughs> way he didn't like this person was driving. So right. he was like, yeah, it's got to be somebody else. So yeah, you this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, trust me, like, I, they definitely hate Eastern Europeans more than black people. So I guess the takeaway is that in any way, shape or form, Brits are going to find a way to be racist. Basically. That's pretty much it. Okay. I think that's what we've learned today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So moving on, Naomi Osaka, who is the highest paid female athlete in the world, um, is using her platform to support the Black Lives Matter movement in a big way. So she's really doing a lot. Um, She's currently playing the US Open after leaving the Western Southern Open in protest of the Jacob Blake shooting. Mm -hmm. But in the US Open, her face masks have the names of all the victims, well, not all the victims, but a lot of the victims of police brutality to make sure that people don't forget. And I think that's great because I think people comment a lot on athletes or just people in some kind of influential power to try and to get their message across. And to be honest, I don't think she can do much more on what she's doing right now. Um, I don't, know if we're supposed to be putting more pressure on athletes to do this but i'm not too sure Mm. a lot of speaking up but also a lot of being quiet Mm. um but yeah what do you think um for me with athletes it's like i don't feel like there should be pressure on any athlete to speak up because again they're humans at the end of the day Mm -hmm. Um, some some athletes are so good at what they do they've been thrusted into a position and become role models without them even wanting to become role models yeah so um, I don't think they should be forced. However, I do love when they do do it. Mm-hmm. I love when they, you know, um, shine light on on, on on these issues because um, there's some people in, you know, that just wa- watch sport. They yeah. literally just watch sport. And um, when they watch sport, they forget about the rest of the world and, you know, it's just them and their sport. And that's what they switch on is sport, especially in America. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just only watching this or yeah. whatever. So for maybe a small percentage of people, they may not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, I've I've listened to, you know, many interviews and in those interviews, it'll be say like a, a, a white person in America saying, I didn't know like the police thing was this bad. I didn't know it was that bad. I mm-hmm. didn't know. Like, so um, I, I love the fact that it, it raises awareness and for, you know, that small percentage of people that may not know what's going on, 
at least they get to ask questions and say, right. who is that? What is that? And um, maybe do their research and use their own, you know, platform in their own personal life to kind of make some type of change or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But I just don't, I never believe those people that say they didn't know. Mm. Because it's just like, even even if, it right, so, because even if you're not on Twitter or on Facebook, basically you're on no social media, mm. and you read the news, even the people that only read the news, only watch sport, they read the news because they get updates of sport from the news, or they'll read a newspaper. Even if you're like completely old school, and what you have is your five channels on TV, mm. and you still get your newspaper delivered, you're gonna know that this happened. Um, I, th- I think it's more like you decided not to pay attention. I think hair, probably, like because we're quite small here, I feel like that would probably be true for the UK. Yeah. However, the US is a different animal. And trust me, like, there's some people that just literally don't know nothing. that comes with root but there actually is some people that like there's some people that just don't know yeah they don't have a clue what's going on outside their little town Mm -hmm. and their little sport or whatever and in you in the u.s there's just some channels that just do sport yeah they don't cross over like care like you know sometimes when i'm watching sky news or whatever sky sports news they may cross over to something like they won't fully cross cross over but they may highlight something do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's not going to be necessarily the most sportive, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but the US is like, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, and yeah, I, 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 some people I definitely believe when they say they don't know whatever. Like, for example, when um, you speak to some uh, people in the US, they think it's all teas and crumpets over here. So they feel Still. like every yeah they feel like everybody yeah. speaks like the queen and they generally feel like oh you know can I get my crumpets they they literally feel <laughs> like we all speak like that and it's generally because they just do not know yeah they 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 don't know and um I, I, somebody I, I you know somebody brought up like an article ages ago about just the the education in the US and how. Um, like our education system is far way advanced than theirs. Oh yeah, yeah. the US they don't do geography. Yeah, yeah. I, I, only I, I can understand that now. Geography is only mandatory in ten states, is what I read. That's and then I was like, because you know, like, is it is either Jimmy Kimmel or one of the other Jimmys? He always does that thing where he like tr- gets people on the street to do like oh, a math yeah, thing, and yeah. they all seem really stupid. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, no, Americans can't be this dumb. But like, yeah, if you never do geography, they then just don't know. How would you know anything? Yeah. But it's also wild that why wouldn't geography be a mandatory subject? Uh, but I always I feel like my conspiracies about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the US, like mainly because I don't know, a lot of them are just like very more. Well, I think they can be more nationalist than the UK, mm-hmm. and they're so about their own country they just don't learn about anything else. That's a fact because they're always uh, singing an anthem from. You know, from which is wild to mm. me. Like, yeah. I didn't know that was ac- an actual thing. Where was it? Like at the beginning of the school day, yeah. you have to pledge to the flag or whatever. That, that's, 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 that's brainwashing. That's, yeah. yeah. When you look at it, when you look at it now, like as an adult, um, you know, as a kid, the law of America was great. Their marketing is a one. <laughs> like America's marketing was a one. I wanted to move to America. I loved it. But now, as an adult, looking at like the structure looking at the way how they play to the anthem, 
the um, the importance they put on about joining the military, mm-hmm. the navy, all of those things. And again, as I said, um, just even going back to Naomi, it's like some people generally do not know. Um, they don't know outside of their little town. They've always all they know is say the military. So they just go and join the military. They yeah. don't know anything else but that. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm just happy that she's using her platform um, to, uh, you know, raise awareness. And I feel like that's that's probably one of the only things she can do right now. But that's, yeah, that's what. Yeah. So she's doing the most that she can. Because mm. what else is she going to be able to do? I think he, her even walking out from the last competition was like Sick. a lot. Mm. And. I think she was like close to the end as well, so mm. she possibly could have won. She would have won. No, it's people Definitely. saying she was going to win. But like her forfeiting that, because I understand when people say that athletes should do a lot more because of the reach that they have. And I think people just think that they're not doing anything else but playing the game so they have time. Because mm. I think people don't really think what actually goes into becoming a professional <laughs> athlete. Exactly. Um, but there's also big risks with it because sponsors can pull. Like she is the highest paid. So to be honest, if she loses one, she's sitting on millions anyway. But the rest of them that are a little bit below that, you can speak up once and your sponsors could pull. And then what money do they have to sit on? I think I think right now sponsors will not pull because it like it's horrible PR. Oh, right now they can't. Horrible, horrible PR. Because they'll be done. Yeah, it's like horrible PR. I think one of the um, big things with... Um, uh, right now in this world is a lot of sponsors are becoming more liberal mm-hmm. so they're aware but how long for is the thing uh, as long as we're cool mm, like it might be one of those things that will push it until the end of 2020 and then mm. they'll go back to their normal ways uh, listen <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's like when it's like in pride mm-hmm. like when every company becomes a rainbow. Oh, for that particular... For that month, for yeah. Pride Month. Everyone's yeah. a rainbow. Yeah. And yeah. then the one day after... It's like U- yeah. Uber's bad for that. Oh, uh, yeah. It would be the rainbow car for the whole... For, was for it the whole June? Yeah. Is it for the whole of June? And then 1st of July, axe that, you're done. Yeah. Like, you might, what is the point? Mm. So I can see that happening with, like, companies now that are being, like, very... They're talking about their diversity and inclusion and how they're, like, fixing that and... They're putting more black people in their ads and they're sponsoring like all these other people. But then come 2021, once I hope that less is happening and we're more outside or whatever, COVID is dropping down and people don't have enough time to think about all these things. Are you going to still continue? I think the bigger brands like Nike, Nike and mm. Adidas. Well, they've, they've always been about it though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the bigger brands where the bag is, they've always been about it. Mm-hmm. Nike have always been about it, regardless if you think it's marketing or whatever, it's the best marketing. Like in regards to like Nike's adverts are the greatest. Because like, they have the bank. Yeah. I feel like they just have it waiting. Yeah, like they're just yeah. like they have such a bank waiting, and they just pick out the key moments and yes. like, all right, run this arena. Run, ad. yeah, <laughs> no, they, I, I, I need to know who's doing their adverts because, listen, let me borrow you for like two months because, <laughs> like, the, just the way how they capture the emotion. Like, I know it's marketing, but I'm still sold. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I'm still so, I still love it. Yeah. Like I, I love it and I love the message, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, listen, like I, I'm still so. I need you to tell my brand story Definitely. because. Their like, brand yeah. identity is like Amazing. so heavy right now because the second it starts, you know this is a Nike ad. Mm. And you know no one's Adidas actually recently tried to do something yeah, similar and it didn't nah, hit. It's not it. it's not it. I was there doing a deep dive because I was like, maybe it's because they don't have 
athletes like that, mm. which is also what they don't have. I think with Nike, they have the biggest faces, they have the best faces, mm. not technically the best, Adidas go for the best players, mm. does it mean that they're the best PR facing? Mm. And they have all the teams, they have all the sports teams, all the German teams, the rugby teams and all that kind of stuff. But you have Serena and Ad, and then you have a random rugby player in the ad and who's gonna get more of the traction. Mm. So that's, how, I, but I can see they're trying to transition into, they have Pogba, but nobody's known Pogba to speak on anything. Mm. So who really cares what you're saying now? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they're transitioning to that, but Nike really have it down. Yeah, no, I love Nike. <laughs> no, I love that brand. They've, they've, got, <laughs> they've got me in a chokehold. Um, I, yeah, like I even downloaded the uh, Phil Knight's uh, audio book. Oh, okay, yeah. My boyfriend's yeah. always talking about uh, that. Listen, uh, that amazing, amazing <laughs> book. Like, you know, me, I always like swap out my audio books, but I've kept that there. I will, I'll listen to it again. Yeah. It's, it's probably, it is the best ever story. <laughs> like of a brand it's the best thing ever like if you are starting a business and you wanna i don't even know why i'm plugging Nike on this podcast but yeah if you, <laughs> see this is it this is what i'm saying they've got me yeah if you are starting a business and you just want to listen to a story listen to shoe dog um yeah yeah, yeah. maybe i'll read it because he's always like uh, you have to read this book but I'm just like, oh. yeah I, I i i'm not like a person that's gonna s sit there and read because i've got so many things to do yeah the audio book out of this world <laughs> it's, out, it's, out of this, it's out of this world like oh yeah i want to work for night <laughs> right if you're hearing yeah if you want to sponsor an alcohol brand if that's what you transition into i actually <laughs> want to be the first actual alcohol brand to do something with sport yeah like in regards to um like a brand mm -hmm. with sport but it's going to be difficult yeah, it's yeah. going to be difficult because of the kids um, mm -hmm. that obviously buy the trainer or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like we could do something uh, directed to adults. I don't know how it will work, but I want to be the first to do it. Okay, well, you've heard it here first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see if that works, mm. yeah. Um, so speaking on Nike and their sponsors, Drake's son has had his first day of school and that's wild because I feel like he was just announced. Oh, when I saw the pictures, I was like, is this... You have to be like four or five to start school. <laughs> I was like, Scorpio just came out what two years ago. Yeah. So I've so you got have you really been lying to us for two years or what's going on? Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, my nephew. Uh, I'm a super Drake fan, so my nephew's going to school. Um, yeah, no, that's I think that's really really cool, and I was actually really really surprised by that photo, as you said. Like, yeah, he, he looked grown. He looks like an adult. He looked grown <laughs> with his comrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Literally, real, real grown. Um, and um, yeah, nah, that was that was that was a, a bit of a weird one. A bit of a weird one. I think it's just like showing, like, you know, what twenty twenty has been about five years. Yes, I was like, this, this like this picture showing me that like, twenty twenty has been about five years. Listen, <laughs> I was like, I, how is he this old already? Everybody has aged this year. <laughs> this year has been tough. It's been tough. It's been tough for us. Um, but yeah, nice. Um, I'm I'm definitely definitely happy. What's his name again? Adonis. Um, Adonis. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 really really cool. I wonder what his school life will be like though, like you know, being Drake's dad because Drake is still popping right now. Yeah. So like his dad is still like the the biggest, mm -hmm. you know, current uh, musician right yeah, now. But as like a four or five year old, like who, do you even know? But that's the thing. Like other kids know 
Do you know what I mean? I guess. I think like, I've, oh, yeah, as a four or five year old, the thing is what you do is you pick up on your parents. Mm -hmm. So the parents are still fans. And yeah, like it's like, oh, if the parents are listening to songs or videos or mm -hmm. whatever and they're seeing Drake, um, yeah, like it, it probably is going to be weird for him because um, obviously I not, don't know too much about that business, but um, he was based in the UK. So it may not have been the same thing for him. And then now he's going to start school. I don't know if he's in Canada or, or the US or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. What? His son was in the UK? He, yeah, he's, um, he's uh, Drake's um, baby mother's from the UK. No, she's French. No, she's from the UK. No. Oh, wait, am I? I think wrong? she's French. Her I'm, name I'm is like Sophie Brissel. Bruce, yeah, but I I'm thought sure she was a French porn star. An, uh, but I feel like she was from the UK or she lived in the UK. Oh, I don't know. Maybe this kid I don't is know. definitely not going to school in the UK. Yeah, I, I'd like. Why would he do that? Yeah, but I think if you have, if you're like obviously if you're famous, and then you, you just go to kids, you go to school with other kids that are f like famous. famous yeah. yeah, but um, obviously none of them are going to be as famous exactly. as Drake, but. It depends. Also, you might have it because you know what schools are like. I went to a private school and the thing was like people used to be there was a thing of old money and new money. Mm. And the people that are old money were a bit more pretentious, even though they might not be. I'm not saying I'm rich, by the way. I'm just saying no, I'm she's rich. She's rich. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just talking about the richer people above me. But um, the people that the old money people, even if they didn't have more money than the new money people, their thing was like, well, you guys just got lucky. This is generations. So like, so then the the pretension comes with it. So that might what will happen with Adana. Funny, that's such a. I was listening listen, listening to a podcast the other day, and it, they were talking about that and um, about like you know family and like my family name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is worth more than how much you have in a bank. But is it though? No, it's yeah. it's what they say to themselves to mm. make them feel better. But it, it isn't. <laughs> but it isn't though. No, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. The, the there might be like some old uh, rich people that. If he's like, going to like school with, I don't know, politicians' kids. Mm. It's like if you're if it's like if you got rich today mm -hmm. and had a child and sent them to Eton. Mm. Do you think they wouldn't get bullied in Eton with oh, all those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my child would have a terrible time. Yeah. and it's funny because when I was growing up, I was like, listen my child has to go private school. Mm -hmm. Like I was so adamant because I grew up in a rough area. I grew up in East London, um, in Newham. And my ch my how I managed to navigate my secondary school life is just a testament in itself. Like yeah. it was crazy. And I was thinking, I don't want my kid to go through this. I don't like, he has to go to private school. But then as I've grown up and become more aware about what's going on socially, yeah. all of these other things, I'm just like, uh, I don't know what to do. Like, do I send them there and they looked at different because, you know, of the color of their skin or their parents ain't rich enough or their parents just got money or whatever? Yeah. Or do I send them to a school similar to mine where I grew up and it's just a war zone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's difficult. It's you diff need like a middle ground because I feel like I had the thing of my my parents sent me to private school, whether they could afford it or not. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of those one of those things like they were like, you have to go to private school. So mm -hmm. it's not like, I think people assume that you're rich, but I feel like my parents were struggling through it to make sure that I went. Mm -hmm. And so I went. Um, I, I've never been to a public school mm -hmm. um, and the racism that you get in private schools is special but special. i think i guess like it is navigated me for racism in like little lives because there's literally nothing that you can say to me right now that i haven't heard, heard and then some so 
It's like mm, it's like one of those things. Like I don't know if it helped me anymore because um, my sister also went, but she's like naturally smarter than me, but she's like younger than me. Mm -hmm. And I think it really depends on your child's learning mm -hmm. because of the smaller classes. I get distracted so easily that if I wasn't in those small classes, I wouldn't have done anything. You need like a teacher on you constantly. And so if I was in the public school, I feel like with the wider class sizes that like, you would just like get lost. But if you can see that your child can self-learn, then I don't think there's any need to send them to that kind of school. Yeah, um, I definitely would have needed a private school because I was, yeah, I was getting distracted left, right, center. Still getting distracted <laughs> to, this, <laughs> to this day, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so I hope Adonis has, Surprised that he's even going to school. They're not doing like staying at home mm, uh, for the young ones. Like, if you're four, you don't have to go to school. To nah, be nah, nah. <laughs> uh, if you're four and you're rich as well, you, you, def <laughs> you definitely don't have to go to school. Like, you can get somebody in, like, you know, uh, fly somebody in, teach my kid, yeah, all of that stuff. Um, for me, if I was rich. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I was about to say our whole school, but no. I wouldn't. Yeah, they're just, just going to become like... You're missing out on half yeah, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, no no shade to homeschool people, but I just I just don't feel like you're getting the full... Full experience. You, you need to be teased. Yeah, you need... I was about <laughs> to say that, like, yeah, it, it's part of it. It, it, it definitely gives you uh, thick skin, um, being teased, being bullied... Um, I'm not condoning bullying. No, no, not condoning there's it. There's bullying and then there's bullying. Yes, yeah, yeah. But like is. when it's a group of your friends that are just like digging on you and today, exactly. that's, that's your day. That's yeah, your bad day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or for example, like, uh, yeah, as I said, not like bullying, bullying, but like, for example, if I'm playing football and I've had a rubbish game, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And my friends are laughing about yeah. it. <laughs> those are the those are the things that's going to spur you on for like, you know, next time it's like, cool, I, I can't have a rubbish game because yeah. they said this and that. And that's all part of it. Like, that's literally part of, like, the ups and downs, the banter, because, like, even, you know, in football, when you've had, like, a rubbish day, uh, game, on that day, it's the, it's the end of the world. Oh, like, <laughs> I'm never going to go past it. I'm this, this, that. And it, it's kind of funny, because when you think about, like, now in your adult life, and you think about, you know, your rubbish days. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, you know, the next day comes and something good happens, or, you, you know, you improve. And um, yeah, these are all like necessary life skills that you can take from when you was a kid to yeah. and apply them as an adult. Yeah, so I don't know, definitely no homeschool for me, but I'm not too sure about him actually going back to physical school right now. The same here actually, to be honest, like my sister's school, they've already taken away two classes because of COVID um. and just like, Okay, so does anybody think that this is too... Th actually, I think the government must know it's too soon since that oh. we're going into a second lockdown very soon. Yeah. Um, but I'm not too sure what is the need for the push for people to go to school. Oh, no, the push is um, we need this economy to kickstart. Um, and also we need these kids to learn and we need to push everybody through school and everybody needs to go through the years because everybody needs to go to university and universities need to make money mm -hmm. and all of these things and it, everything is all comes down to money yeah. everything comes down to money it's the fact that like traveling the petrol that you take to school the bus pass tier tfl or whatever that everything paying 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 and that's what they want um parents to do is to continue to pay and to try um kickstart the economy because you know right now uh you know england well the whole world is suffering financially 
So they're just trying to basically get people to keep moving so um, the world or the economy keeps moving, but then that's just at the cost of, you know, lives or whatever. But again, there's a thing where uh, every country has a price for everybody's life. Right. Um, In America... I listened to a podcast about this in America. I can't remember something like a million. I don't know, whatever. I don't know how. Basically, they calculate it somehow. Certain jobs, America's a different beast. Yeah. <laughs> but certain jobs are worth certain uh, are worth worth a certain amount of money. Right. And they kind of calculate that. Are uh, if you did this dangerous job and you've put yourself in this danger, you may be worth less or something like that. Okay. Uh, and the person who calculated it, like people hate that person for it like they hate it so but this it, is like a legit thing. but this is a legit thing right. like and every country does it like it's like i don't know to the i don't know what the uk and how the uk do it but there's a price on everybody's um life and right. they will multiply it and see all right cool if xx amount of people died or whatever how much of a loss to the economy would it be if right. they said oh like six billion or whatever and then that's how America worked out their lockdown. Right. Yeah, they worked out their lockdown in the fact of, oh, cool, if this if this amount of people die, da da da, da it's going to cost this much. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So let's go into lockdown um, because it actually saves money. Right. Everything is literally based on money. Yeah. Like, yeah. Basically. So basically. It's just based okay. On money. So right now it's just more like, I don't know. It's like that um, Shrek thing. I always talk about Shrek. But when, like... Well, it's I saw like, one of your pictures today and it says something about Shrek. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. I love Shrek. It's like my... Well, it's the only film I know from beginning to end okay. by heart. Wow. Because... But that's actually because I took... I went to Nigeria for one summer mm-hmm. and I got malaria, so I stayed... In. For a longer time. Uh. So I was there for, like, maybe two, three months. And I only took one video with me, and the only video I took was Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man. I say, I know Shrek. Shrek yeah. Every day, maybe like three times a day, I was watching because I was sick. So I was Jesus like, nothing Christ. for me to do. Nigerian TV is not oh, the one. Wa- that was yeah. like, what, 15 years ago? So Nigerian oh. team, there was nothing oh, then. God, yeah. So, like, just Shrek. Just Shrek up and down, up Shrek. and down. <laughs> <laughs> but on that, it's like when Lord Farquaad goes, um, some of you may die, but mm. that is a chance I'm willing to take. That's Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's what Boris said. That's literally it. Yeah, yeah. Some of you guys are going to die, but I have money to make. Yeah. So get out there. Yeah, get out there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're closing, getting to the end. But before we wrap up, we have season shout outs. Do you have a season shout out? Um, it is like people. Or like yeah, so season shout out is. When you shout somebody or a business, a black person or a business that you feel like deserves to be represented. Wow, there's so many. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> literally so many. Um, I would say like Yaz, who does bass because she was the f- like the last business I spoke to. That's like a skincare uh, mm-hmm. business. They do subscriptions. Um, she's sick. She blogs her story every single day. Um you know, shout DLT parties, like they're sick, <laughs> yeah, you know me, uh, love a party. Shout Lendo, because I spoke to him today. Um, they're a business that um, r- like lend money to 
black entrepreneurs. Oh, or, okay. Yeah, so they basically like are the middle ground. So whereas some black entrepreneurs can't get funding from mm-hmm. this place or that place, they basically help. Um, oh, I wish I knew like so there's like uh, there's, I've, I'm in a group of, full of like bear businesses oh, okay. and all of them are so so sick like okay. all of them are so so sick we're just like a whatsapp group yeah That's like cool. yeah and uh, there's like a company I think it's called Food Fusion it's like an energy drink there's somebody that does tea I think it's called Niche Tea oh yeah Niche Tea yeah, so shout out to Niche Tea yeah, niche I'm tea. always buying that yeah so you see <laughs> shout them out um, Glowport, I I love their yeah. stuff. They shout out my boy Sate because he's I think he might be the first black person that's into um, logistics and fulfillment, okay. and he's doing a lot of uh, like a lot of other black businesses. Um, his company is called Hatch or Hutch, one of them, mm-hmm. but that's like really really sick. Um, and yeah. Shout out, that's all us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a lot. Like, that was loads of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen, sorry, have you ever seen that Lenny Henry meme when he's, like, ringing off names? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that basically, was basically that, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, my season shout out this week is Jen's Plants and Florist. Sick. She is a black florist on Brick Lane. Everyone go and check her out because I think I've been to a store now, like, three times and you won't get service like this i'm there honestly go because i'm actually going straight after this again Mm. um she is an absolute doll and they've only been open for like nine weeks i think and it's like a really small space but it's just like top to the bottom with plants and if you were like me in lockdown you were becoming a plant parent (laughs) um and i was just getting all my stuff from patch because Mm. it was easy and you could come to my house but she has like plants that you just don't even see in like the other stores so you should definitely go and check it out and then she gives you loads of advice on your stuff looks at your apartment so she just saw pictures of my apartment Mm. and was like okay this would be the plant that should fit here and then she was like move this plant over here because this plant doesn't actually agree well with electricity and you have it around loads of electricity that's service that you're not going to get from pet to be honest so Go and check her out because I think she's amazing. Check her out. Um, also, actually, I think she's also in the Truman, Truman Brewery on Saturdays and Sundays in a pop-up. So definitely go and check that out because she's great. And Sick. she's like your, you know that black auntie that's just mm-hmm. like always praying for you? Because last time <laughs> I went in, she even prayed for me. So I was Aww. like, I was like, Chad, just yeah. bless my life. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so... Yeah, right at the end. How did you find guesting on uh, season session? Amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, I love this podcast. Um, this is one of my new podcasts I add to my uh, selection. I have so many podcasts I listen to. Yeah. So, like, I have to, I, I, I take, like, turns every week mm-hmm. to kind of pick a select few, but I've definitely added this into my rotation. Um, yeah, it was amazing. What Thank is your you. favorite podcast, would you say? My favorite podcast, oh, um, How I Built This. Okay. So it's a it's a it's only on Apple, I think, or it might be elsewhere. I don't know, but yeah, basically, um, it's by NPR, and it's basically all of the business uh, founders that you can think of, fa- uh, Five Guys, mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's, all of them just telling their story. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a, it, it, it's basically like built on like how to build up resilience. So when you listen to the story, you're gonna be inspired. When you have a bad day, you listen to the story. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, he 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 managed to go through this bad day, so I can get through this bad day. Yeah. So how I built this is an amazing podcast do you like more like ed- you like educational yeah ones i want to learn yeah. i want to learn um i do listen to um other podcasts like free shots of tequila and yeah. stuff like that um but more time i really really want to learn or just dis- dis- um that's one of my boys he he's uh 
uh, economics guy. He speaks about everything. And during lockdown, he was giving all the wrap ups of you know everything um, mm-hmm. the government was saying and making it more digestible. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so his podcasts are amazing. Um, and yeah. Okay, cool. Like I think. Well, actually, no. I'm gonna say something, but. I had a conversation with somebody, actually he's my boyfriend's friend and mm-hmm. he'll know who I'm, if he listens to this, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But he was like, oh, men listen to male podcasts because they like to be educated mm. and female podcasts, they just talk about stuff. <laughs> I was, like, true, yeah. I was like, okay. It's, it's true, nice. though. It's true. <laughs> what do you no, mean but, it's true? But, no, but big up, <laughs> big, big up um, the receipts because their their podcast is really, really sick. But more, but most other po- female-led podcasts I've spoken to, it's like, other than this, though, yeah. don't get me wrong, this is a breath of fresh air. I really, really <laughs> like this podcast. But others, it's like, oh... It's like a girl's WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I don't want to be in the WhatsApp. But isn't that three shots? Yeah, but I'm a guy. So but now the, I can relate yeah, to Yeah, that's it. the thing. But so it's like you can. So, but that's to say, because his thing was that male podcasts only educate mm. and then female podcasts just talk about stuff. Oh, no, that's that's wrong because I've learned some good things from the receipts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some interesting things from there. No, so that, that, no, I wouldn't say that. But I say generally, obviously, you just listen to what you relate to. So, oh, definitely yeah. for sure. Because I always feel like I listen to more female podcast but i think it's because of it's so close in your ear Mm -hmm. it's like the voice in your head and it always feels a bit weird when i've had like a guy speaking for two hours Mm. in my ear that's why i love three shots but Mm. i don't listen to them too much because it's just like a guy guy. it's just like too much male um off the cuff and 90s baby they have yeah they have like a lot of guests and sometimes they have female guests on and stuff like that and um yeah they they're in my rotation and they they definitely like break it up so obviously when you know um the off the cuff guys or the nighty baby guys they're speaking or whatever mm-hmm. then they have their female guests on or whatever so yeah. you get both perspectives exactly and, um yeah no. yeah i think it's when like when it's like a man and a woman or female or female podcast that it always tends to work out mm. quite well because you get the two different perspectives it's probably like the read is probably one of my favorites oh you know what i've, I've seen it i've never listened to it but i, I i've seen it the read is just jokes okay. like it's so what, funny who's that again who's it's crystals yes, and that's it i can't remember what the guy's name is but I don't know how they've scripted it or if it's just like they're naturally that funny, mm. but it's just like they just, and it's long. The, yeah, the read has been- Like two hours long. It's been one of the, that, that's been a podcast for years. Time. Like they've been on for years yeah. because I remember um, when I used to listen to, uh, well, I still listen to uh, The Brilliant Idiots very early on. They used mm-hmm. to talk about the read when they was doing their podcast network and the read, I think might've been on there and Combat Jack and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, I definitely have- seen the, that podcast yeah definitely check it out because it's so funny mm. um okay well we're basically at the end um i don't do you where can people find you or your um, business yeah just follow my business i don't <laughs> like people following me i don't know why <laughs> I, I i literally i don't know why but yeah just follow my business so on twitter is um l-a-s-o-l-a-s um dot uk and on in on instagram is l-a-s O-L-A-S underscore UK. One of them, dot underscore. <laughs> but yeah, just follow us on Instagram or Twitter. And yeah, just watch out for Christmas. Yeah, okay. We'll put our orders in. Um, if you want to reach out to Season Sessions, please email us at seasonsessions at buzzfeed.com. And then if you just want to DM us on Instagram, it's at seasonbf. Or if you want to reach out to me, it's at Adarin H-E. 
So we'll see you next week or you'll hear us next week. And hopefully Hanifa will be back if she doesn't get stuck in Italy with lockdown. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>